2: FM Talk Podcast. The
1: Mark Cox Morning Show. I want to compliment you showing how fair and level-headed
3: everything you guys talk about. Who is this guy? He's saying what we've been saying forever. Maybe what we need
2: from a conservative standpoint is... The Mark Cox Morning Show. I respect that we don't agree. Listen to both sides. This... Let's get it on. Is the Mark Cox Morning Show.
3: Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Uh, It is a, boy, it's a Thursday morning, and there is a lot going on today, a lot of moving parts for you, uh, for us to cover. There are going to be some Supreme Court arguments this morning, um, and that is going to happen at, we think, around 8 o'clock our time, something like, uh, uh, which would be 9 o'clock Eastern I don't know if we're going to get to actually hear any of the audio or not, but they do broadcast that live, so we'll be uh, keeping a close eye on that for you. That's going to be some high drama for sure. Uh, then the other thing that's going on is that uh, Corey Bush has another challenger in Maria Chappelle Nadal. So we go. For, could we possibly go from bad to worse?
4: So I don't know much about this woman, but I started reading a little Uh, bit and it's not looking great for either of them. What
3: is the first thing that came up when you when you typed in uh, Maria Chappelle Nadal? What 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 is the first thing that came up? Can I can I ask that question?
4: I'm trying to even remember what it was. It was just a very animated picture of her. I remember that.
3: I'll tell you what it was. She is the Missouri former Missouri state senator. Uh, who who got her wrist slapped with a censure when she should have been kicked out of the Missouri Senate for calling for the assassination of Donald
4: Trump. Thank you. That was it. That's her.
3: That's her. She will look you in the face and tell you that she's, uh, uh, you know, a, a reasonable individual, uh, but called for the outright assassination of Donald J. Trump when he was president of the United States. That happened in 2017. Um, I was disappointed at the time that they didn't expel her. They censured her on a like a twenty eight to two vote or twenty six to two vote, something like that, which is the the equivalent of nothing. Uh, A censure is nothing. She might have even been removed from a couple of committees. I I don't remember, but it didn't it didn't amount to anything. She Should have been kicked out of office for it. And now she wants to hold a congressional seat. So, uh, you know for the Democrats who talk about democracy. And here's the scary part about it, right? I've got the sound this morning from her announcement. She's trying to paint Wesley Bell, the Ferguson activist, now turned uh, San Luis County prosecutor, as a Republican plant in the first congressional district. That's going to be her angle. Cori Bush is... Too extreme and doesn't get anything done, and the other guy's really a Republican. So you need to vote for me, because I'll go up there and try, I guess, try to call for more public assassinations. I I, I don't know.
4: There's no way that she would stand a chance. She doesn't have no, the she name. Will, she R- will you really stand, think that she would stand a chance against in,
3: Corey Bush? In that district, she will stand a chance. Wow. Yes.
4: I, I just feel like Corey's. The establishment now. I just feel like that's people are very weirdly loyal to Corey Bush.
3: The only good thing about it is that it dilutes the loony vote, right? If she's running in this race, she will take votes not away from Wesley Bell, but away from Corey Bush. So in that respect, it might benefit. Wesley Bell. Because
4: wouldn't you say that that this woman and Maria or whatever and and Corey are the more like far left and that Wesley Bell is left, but not as left as the other two? Correct. I mean,
3: Wesley Bell has had a little bit of an awakening. He he would uh, his campaign would shudder to hear me say that those words to come out of my mouth. He's had a bit of an awakening since he got elected. He ran on a very uh, criminal justice reform platform when he upset. Bob McCullough for that seat in the primary uh, a couple years back. But since then, since he got in office, he has largely embraced law enforcement, which will also drive the progressive left absolutely nuts. He he did not go the way of Kim Gardner. He's kind of dialed it in. I've actually heard members of law enforcement out in St. Louis County uh Not not necessarily speak highly of him personally, I mean, uh, of his politics. But they said of the job he's done, they're okay with it. So I'm just saying uh, that's uh, that's about uh, uh, as as big an endorsement as I've heard from them, just so you know. So that that's happened overnight and down in Jeff cities. There have been some advancements. They're trying to ban any Medicare support for abortion. And Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood specifically, because abortion is basically outlawed in the state of Missouri right now. Anyway, that got a little heated yesterday. And uh, we're going to get to all of that for you. We got Senator Denny Hoskins joining us around 635 this morning for an update. If you if you've wondered about initiative petition reform, it's been laid over in Senate terms. That means it's been set aside for now. It could be debated Today, that was the original plan. I'm going to find out what's going on with that, with with uh, uh, Denny Hoskins when we get him on here at about uh, what what I say 6:35, right? And then I got a friend who used to live in St. Louis, who is now living in Texas. He has uh, been a long time veterans advocate. He is a veteran himself, and he he is running for Congress down there in the great state of Texas. He is on the border. As we speak now, he may actually be sleeping at this hour, but by the time we get him on the radio a little later at about seven thirty five, he is in this in southern Texas on the border and he's going to give us an update in his uh, opinion as to what is actually going on down there. So we got lots of stuff. We got lots of stuff to get to. First, uh, let's get to the short list, please. The Mark Cox shortlist.
2: What makes you think the Trump fever is ever going to break? I mean, I, I mean, I've been I've been hearing people
3: talk about the Trump fever breaking for for years now maybe it's an infection says jake tapper jake tapper uh really 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 hates donald trump over at cnn and he will never miss an opportunity for a jab
1: i said to the secretary
3: of state anthony blinken we're just a touch away a finger away from that
1: decisive victory
3: Yeah, so the Biden administration has been busy. You know what they're busy doing? They're busy over dabbling in Israel's business and trying to get them to accept a ceasefire with terrorists. You don't negotiate with terrorists. You kill them. How is President Biden ever going to convince that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996? Oh, and you can bet... Corinne Jean-Pierre did not want to talk about that.
4: Bush has condemned the remarks as racist and sexist tropes. Now, though, our reporting finds her campaign is having to spend dollars on lawyers' fees. Oh,
3: oh, oh. way to go, Channel 4 News. How about that? Following up on the Cori Bush troubles.
4: If they only understood that if they did more stories that were, you know, not very clearly far left-leaning, they would win back a lot of the people who have said, I'm done with local news.
3: Maybe. Maybe that's the the, the direction that they need to go with that. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was at least glad to see that they're, they're reporting on Corey's problems. That's instead a of big just, deal instead, that they're reporting on it. Yeah, instead of just brushing it aside and acting like, There's no there there because uh, it's pretty clear. And here's the I I I edited had Carl edit this specifically to include the last comment here from uh, the organization that that investigates. uh, They they had a lawyer on who who often looks at these campaign expense issues when it comes to Congress. And I thought this was I thought her comments were pretty telling uh, on this in terms of uh, 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 the irony here of the fact that she's being investigated for the potential misuse of campaign funds, right? And in the meantime, she's using more campaign funds to pay for her lawyers to defend her from the misuse of campaign funds. Does that make sense?
4: Can Can you really do that?
3: <laughs> you can, apparently. I, I, you can. Uh. Yeah. So that that that's 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 another thing that they pointed out. She spent thirty three or thirty four thousand dollars on legal expenses in the past six months at defending herself in the ethics case, and now this criminal case with the DOJ.
4: Well, I guess people are donating to Trump's campaign to be able to defend himself. Well, he is considering-
3: he has used some of that money, yeah. Uh, I to mean, to defend himself.
4: How would he not considering? <laughs> How many charges he's facing? Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So
3: so anyway, that's what Corey's up against. She's she's dropped a lot of money, not only to her to her husband, uh, but now to somebody new. Uh, Josh, um, what was his name? Wagner or something like that. Uh, Channel Four had had his part of the story. We're gonna we'll get to more on that here in just a couple of minutes. I'll play that for you uh, and let you hear uh, what they uncovered in her campaign finance uh, report that she finally had to file. All right, let's get to a uh, quick break here and get to our national anthem. Uh, hopefully, uh was it General who was listening yesterday? General. Yeah. General? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. He Maybe was listening we play yesterday. Him again. Well, let's let's do it. I love that idea. He's a great American. He is Naval Petty Officer First Class retired, General Wilson.
0: Oh, say can you see were so gallantly streaming
3: He thinks that he should be above the law, that he should be able to manipulate the law. The last time I checked, despite
4: Trump and his supporters' efforts to uh, undermine this, we were a nation based on the rule of law.
1: Secretary Clinton said, I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. Was that true? Uh,
2: There was classified material emailed.
1: Secretary Clinton said she used just one device. Was that true?
2: She used multiple devices during the four years uh, of her term as Secretary of State.
1: Secretary Clinton said all work-related emails were returned to the State Department.
2: Was that true? No, we found work-related emails, thousands, that were not returned.
3: Yeah, thank you. Uh, So, uh, Secretary Clinton, who will never have the, the title president in front of her name, is out there blasting Donald Trump for his attempt to fight back on this partisan persecution that's going on across the country by claiming we are a nation of laws. What we are is a two-tiered justice system where, depending on your party affiliation, you can get away with a lot, including deleting 30,000 emails, sending classified emails on on unsecured servers while overseas, lying to the FBI and to Congress. And and that's, I'll, I'll play that Trey Gowdy bite until the day I die, where you have James Comey confirming all of the laws that woman broke, and she never faced a single charge for it. I'll also point out that despite his saying in the debate she deserved to be in jail— Donald Trump's DOJ never pursued charges against her, and yet her party is currently trying to jail their chief political opponent because they're afraid they can't beat him at the ballot box. It just sticks in my craw every time I hear her voice and saying, we have a rule of law. Nobody's above the law. Well, Hillary Clinton, you are above the law. (laughs) there <laughs> it's been proven time and time again that you are above the law. You should have faced charges for what you did there. What are we looking at in the in the records case right they have they have concluded the Joe Biden documents case. did you hear that story yesterday? And it's not going to result in any charges. even though we have pictures, of classified documents in boxes, unsecured, in his garage behind his Corvette. He will face no criminal liability for that violation, but Donald Trump will. Donald Trump will be prosecuted for something Joe Biden will not be, or Mike Pence will not be for that matter. When you talk about a two-tiered system of justice, how can you not look at these things and say these are not being treated in the same way? The Hillary Clinton case was not treated in the same way. This records case is not being treated in the same way. This was a a civil case at best to— Secure these records again that they believe Donald Trump had and to bring them back to the National Archives Center. Never in the history of our country had they used a criminal prosecution to do that until Donald Trump. They didn't do it against George W. Bush or uh, Mike Pence, for that matter. And, And the records, we know the records Joe Biden had. Dated back to when he was a United States senator. You're never allowed to have those dockets. At least as President Trump could have them. He's got more, more uh, top secret stuff in his brain than he's got on paper. Biden never had that legal authority. He didn't have it as senator. He didn't have it as vice president. And yet here we go. So I, when I hear things like that coming out of Hillary Clinton's mouth, uh, Hillary, go pound sand. I don't want to hear it. Uh, We know exactly what you did and what you got away with. And you know it as well. Back up, you creep. Get away from me. We'll be back with Kim
2: on a Whim
1: in just a minute, win. Kim Otto Win.
4: We all know that almost on a daily basis, police officers across the country are put in these situations where their own life is at risk. They're having to make these split-second decisions to to take down these people. In fact, just the other day and this morning, I was even doing an update on this. A Granite City police officer in the Metro East was shot. They were responding to a, a suspicious person call. Guy comes out, wasn't even supposed to have a gun, let out of prison early for whatever reason, and shot the officer and then led police on a manhunt. Thankfully, they tracked the guy down in southern Missouri. But that's just yet another example of where police are responding to a call, and here some person is, some wackadoodle, shooting at them. So there's this new body armor that has been invented that they're saying could be a game changer for anyone who's in those types of situations. It's called Exum exoskeleton. Have you heard of this? I have
3: not. I don't think.
4: It kind of looks like tr- a modified version of Transformers. Okay. Like, it, it's, it's obviously designed to be very protective because that's the whole purpose of it. But, but the biggest difference they're saying with this particular body armor is that it allows them to still have almost the, it's the same movement that they normally would. Because if it's too heavy, well, how are they going to chase some guy or how are they going to move quickly? Because that's what they need to do. Right. So listen to the story that describes a little bit about this.
3: The Maxim is designed to make it easier for soldiers and officers to carry heavy gear. Body armor panels cover the full body exoskeleton and provide ballistic protection. The armor can withstand being hit by three rounds of ammunition from an AK-47 rifle at a distance of about 33 feet. Along with stopping bullets, the suit redistributes up to 70% of the overall load from its wearer's shoulders to the ground. The Exum has a flexible spine, sliding waist belt, and articulating knee, hip, and ankle joints so that the user retains up to ninety nine percent of their usual range of motion.
4: And that's what they're saying is the biggest difference with this. But what stuck out to me was they're saying that you could be hit by three rounds from an AK forty seven from a distance of about thirty three feet and be protected. I'm curious. you have a lot of law enforcement friends, and I, I know they listen to the show. And I'm curious if they've either heard of this or what they think about this, yeah. if they would ever wear it. If the let, let me just say this, too. If the departments could ever afford this, I don't know what these are going for. I imagine they're expensive. And Lord knows that, that these local police departments are very underfunded.
3: That was going to be my next question. Did they mention a price?
4: Well, I'm unit? looking right now to see yeah. if I can find I another article so, on it.
3: So, no, I have not heard any of my police friends mention this. That is significant if it could stop around like that from... Did he say 35, 33, 33 feet, feet or thirty-three yards? Is thirty-three that what he said? feet. Okay, that's good. That is good. Now I'm sure they'd still be sore as hell if they got hit with something like that, if they, even at that distance.
4: Well, it'd be like a. I've never gone paintballing, and I'm not comparing an AK-47 <laughs> no. to a paintball. But when you get shot by a paintball well, gun, aren't you pretty sore?
3: It's said that it redist. No, not necessarily. No, mean, it just depends. But it, it just. Well, they scared if, me then. That um, I will be. <laughs> I mean, you could feel it, but i don't I don't remember it hurting that bad. Uh, it said it redistributes the the shock of it to other parts of the suit. i it, here's the thing about it. Every officer I know who has to wear body armor complains about the extra weight and the size of it, right? It's also not cheap. so sure. I, I'd love to know what these suits cost and if they're if they're viable and if it's something police officers would agree to wear i'll guarantee some of the ones heading into north st louis each day would probably be happy to have something like that uh but but why not hey hello hey mayor uh, jones are you listening we have uh what how my, how many hundreds of millions of dollars in ram settlement money sitting there
4: was it 250 i, ch- I
3: challenge you to provide one of these suits to every st louis police officer Buy enough of them with that money instead of giving it away to your constituents to buy votes. Save a life. How about that? You want to save lives? Save the lives that are important, the police officers and the men and women who are on the streets trying to protect us. Use some of the money for something good Instead of wasting it, hoping you're going to get more votes out of it.
4: Maybe police wouldn't want to wear this on an everyday basis, which I completely understand. But think about a situation like Ferguson. Now, we pray that nothing like that happens again. But let's just say it does. And it kind of did to a smaller degree a couple years ago because I was covering it in downtown St. Louis. And it was scary. You didn't know if it was a firework or a gunshot. And I was running from building to building. I'm like, well, am I going to get shot as I run from building to building? And the officers were the ones right in the the thick of it. I was at least removed from it to a degree. So in those situations, at least giving the officers the option, hey, if you want to wear this, maybe not forcing them to, because again, some of them are really going to probably hate having to wear this, and it would actually make their job more difficult having this gear on. But I think it would, would be interesting for these departments to at least have one of them if they could afford it, and I think that's a great idea. Well, first of all, why Why is the city the city of St. Louis not really addressing anything related to public safety when they're deciding how to spend this RAM settlement money? The most I saw that was even remotely connected to that yeah. was something about, like, traffic calming, which we – that's a problem, okay? So, I'll give you that. But – Zippering. W- 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 don't even get Mark started, guys, on zippering. We're changing the subject. That's a problem. But even if you did some, like, traffic calming – Whatever that might look like for the street, redesigning the street—I don't know how you even do that. It's not going to stop the lunatics who run the stoplights going 50 miles an hour in downtown. It's no. just not. So People I don't know that crazy. that's really addressing the problem.
3: Spell spell the name of this product for me. I want to see what it looks like.
4: It's E X O M Exom, and then it's so it's Exom Exoskeleton. I compare it to. I'm not a big Transformers fan, but it looks to me like a Transformers uniform, but obviously very scaled down. I mean, they they could move, but they're definitely covered.
3: Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I would imagine some officers would like it and some would not. the shoulder exoskeleton, it says here, it starts at $1,400. There's a company on here called Hilti that is selling something like that.
4: I've seen other ones that were similar. Like it says the Phoenix exoskeleton weighs 27 pounds and costs $40,000. But that's wow. that's something different. Like they have variations of this. So it might not all be for, let me see here. Hold on, maybe and I'm it's reading not something a, different. It's
3: not a strength assist or anything. It's just designed to be a, a some sort of a bulletproof or bullet resistant material, right?
4: Yeah, the biggest the biggest thing they're saying is, is it's going to protect them from gunfire basically, but they can still move. It's not going to weigh them down as some of the other I guess past suits or armor have, yeah, because some have. Of by the way ones, that price I just said is something different. So some of the ones that.
3: Yeah, some of the ones you pull up actually are designed to uh pr- provide extra like strength and stuff like that. It's like like they're they're super uh uh, they're almost robotic is what I, how I would describe them. But that's not what we're describing here, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, if I saw one of these yes. these guys dressed in this gear, I'd be like, holy moly, uh, where we'll, am I?
3: We'll see. I mean, m- maybe that's something that uh, the price comes down enough that it's, it's realistic, but I think it would absolutely be a better expenditure of public dollars if and you could protect... If- Yeah, if
4: you had three for the department for them to use, if you're going into a crazy situation, if you're going into a standoff, if you're going into one of those situations as an option, just to try it out.
3: Here's what will come next. Mark my words. If this works, if this is something that would protect police from thugs and criminals, then someone will claim that it gives them an unfair advantage. Remember in Ferguson, the crowd got upset that our men and women, our police officers, were actually hiding behind armor-plated vehicles to protect themselves. That that looked militaristic, and that's not fair.
4: Did, did I, anyone see video of what happened during Ferguson? I,
3: I know that. I'm, my point is, it's silly season in America when, when you can make the argument that we should not give our first responders, our police, firefighters for that matter, but police who we're talking about here as much protection as we can. If we came up with a suit that would prevent any firefighter from ever burning to death in a fire again, I'd be all for it. Who could be against that idea? Mm-hmm. But somebody would come out and say it gave them an unfair advantage. That's what happened in Ferguson. It, it's
4: insane. I didn't know that they were making that argument They did. Ferguson, they, but that's ridiculous. Well, it's
3: because the U.S. military used to give away, when they had uh, old armored vehicles that they were— no longer using. They would give them to civilian police departments to use in the case of standoffs and things like that. When they brought them to Ferguson, it was seen as militaristic. It just... How can you even make that argument?
4: Yeah. I, I don't know. Let me know if one of your law enforcement friends is listening and has some thoughts on this. I'd be I curious
3: will. to hear. I'll uh, I'll see if anybody chimes in this morning on it. I uh, i don't know if uh, if that's a something that's going to happen anytime soon or not, but I'd be anxious. I know there are some different versions of that. they They make... Material that almost looks like a sweat j- a sweat jacket, like a, a zippered hoodie-looking thing, that's supposed to be bullet resistant, not to an AK forty-seven, uh, but to smaller rounds.
4: Well, I don't now, how many, but how many criminals are armed with an AK forty-seven? So that's kind of unfortunately.
3: To, you think more a than, lot? Yeah. Well, I mean, in, it, they're using semi-automatic rifles uh, across North St. Louis. They carry them around and flash them at people. They're stolen. They don't go to stores and buy them. Uh, they're criminals. But yeah, they do have them. I don't know. I mean, i our our police in St. Louis are completely uh, under underpowered when it comes to firepower, and that that's a continued problem as well. Let's buy them some new rifles, Tish. Yeah, how about support that? that too. Sounds like a great idea. All right, coming up, uh, we are going to get a live report from you for you, I should say, from Israel this morning, because there's been all this talk about some sort of a deal or a ceasefire and and. The Biden administration seems to be all in on it, and Netanyahu told him to go pound sand. So we're going to get a live report from Trey Yankst, who is in Israel uh, near Gaza City, and we're going to get the latest from him uh, coming up here just after the top of the hour. Stay tuned. More than 1,200 Israelis were killed on October 7th, and 136 remain
0: hostage in response 27,478 Palestinians have been killed, 70% of whom are women and children. And most Gazans today cannot reach a fully
4: functioning hospital. This is not war. This is slaughter.
0: Hey,
3: uh, AOC, F around, find out. That would be the message. Uh, because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was not alive In 1967, the last time Israel's neighbors chose to attack it, they got their butts kicked back about 15 miles. And Israel decided to keep that land as a buffer zone to protect itself. And but then that then Gaza gets uh, drawn out of that. Uh, And guess what? They start lobbing bombs into Israel, and then they pull off this October 7th attack and slaughter innocent civilians, and Israel's like, "Eh, we'll show you how that works. I have no problem with that. I'll I'll just have to tell you. What Israel is doing is Israel's business. The U.S. needs to stay the hell out of it. Now, yesterday in the Capitol, Josh Hawley was walking through the halls of the Capitol, and there were a bunch of pro-Hamas protesters uh, with their little keffias on yelling at every legislator that walked down the hallway and uh Senator Hawley stopped and had a little interaction with him. Go to cut 11, Carl. No, don't give
0: Can I say something? Can I, can
2: I say you something? Everybody, quiet down. Quiet down. The state of Israel has the right to defend us. Can I to defend the state of
0: Palestine. to
2: defend. I,
0: will Hamas will eliminated. is eliminated did you hear that this... stop it carl
3: it's a, that's a, it's kind of hard to hear because it was not directly on mic there but he's like i will support israel's right to fight until hamas is eliminated mm-hmm. and the lady goes hamas will never be eliminated so in other words you are pro hamas You claim to just be pro-Palestinian, but you're defending the terrorists in Hamas because you've been brainwashed like everybody else in Gaza. For 16 or 17 years since they were voted into power, Hamas has been brainwashing the children and the people of Gaza to believe that what they're doing is a a holy war against Jews. From the river to the sea is not just some romantic notion. It's calling for the annihilation and the removal of Israel as a country and all of the people inside of it. And you better not make a claim like that unless you can back it up. And what's going on now proves Hamas couldn't back it up and the people of Gaza have are having second thoughts 16 years too late about embracing a bunch of terrorists and letting them build missile silos in hospitals, for goodness sake. Wow. Anyway, there was a call for a new ceasefire yesterday. We're going to get you a live report from Israel and Trey Yangst coming up right after the break. Stay tuned.
2: Get more at 971talk.com.